0: Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter, about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread.
0: Oh, hi, everyone, and thanks ever so much for joining us on this week's IFA Talk podcast. And advisors will know only too well that the constant regulation and compliance changes that they face mean that their business is always having to adapt if it's going to continue to thrive. And that's not going to change anytime soon, I am sure. However, one key area in which advice firms have been working on a lot in recent years and will continue to do so is that of investment management, of outsourcing, of all the different solutions that are around on the market that you can choose from. So today, on today's podcast, we're gonna be talking about working with a wealth management partner, and just some of the issues involved there, some of the benefits and so on. And I'm really pleased to welcome our guest, uh, and it's Tom Hawkins. And um, Tom is head of strategic partnerships at wealth management firm Charles Stanley. So Tom, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Absolute pleasure, Sue. Thank you very much for having me first first and foremost. Thank you. And there is there is lots of change. It'd be good to get into some of those meaty topics you do, you, you shared there.
0: Oh, for sure. Could we start perhaps by asking you to tell us a bit about you and your background? I think it, you've been at Charles Stanley now for, is it just over a year?
1: Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, I joined Charles Stanley in September uh, 2022. So yeah, just over a year. Um, but I've, I've spent 23 years in the financial services industry working with IFAs. Um, m- most of that was been spent with with Quilter, so I held a number of different roles over there in in marketing, proposition teams, and latterly in the distribution team, working with financial advisors um, up and down the country. So yeah, lots of lots of great experience of working with with IFAs.
0: Oh, so many of our listeners, we already know you with, uh, with in your former life.
1: Possibly, possibly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, like Sue said, uh, wealth management solutions are high on our audience agendas right now. I wonder if you think that the introduction of consumer duty earlier this year has changed the way in which advice firms need to review their investment approach. And if so, how? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Well, the simple answer is, yes, it has changed the way that they need to review their investment approach. But digging into the detail of understanding how and why, I think you need to look at exactly what the, the new regulation consumer duty has brought to the market. So it's not the, the first piece of regulatory change we've all had to be, to, to deal with and experience. We've had to deal with lots of different regulatory change over the year, um, all for all for good reason, I might add. Um, but this um, that the consumer duty, if you if you look at the the differences between what, what what this is trying to deliver compared to the earlier elements of change, principle twelve states that a firm must act to deliver good outcomes to retail clients. Now there is a distinct difference between being able to evidence that you've treated somebody fairly. Now we have to all evidence that we're delivering a good outcome to clients, which is a which is a, a, a huge difference. So that that shift has, I think, shone the spotlight on the due diligence, the RFIs, the RFPs that um, advisors are sending out to the market, and it, it, it's made us all look at our investment propositions through a different lens. So it's not just about about price and cost. Um, and, and, and performance of portfolios although performance and, and cost are still um, for most people the top two selection criteria they look at but what we're seeing now from advisors is much more interrogation on the communications that we offer we send out to clients. Um, much more information is, is being requested by advisors now on what, what what is under the bonnet of that robust and repeatable investment process that we keep banging on about from um, from investment businesses. So yes, you need to have a robust and repeatable process, but I think the um, advisors are asking manufacturers to deliver more emphatically the detail around what goes into that process. What are we doing? How are we doing it? And when are we doing it? Because there's inevitably the, the centralized investment proposition will be the leading light in delivering an outcome to a client who has received a personal recommendation from an advisor on investment business
0: oh, Tom, you're right, this is really a whole new ball game, um, post-consumer duty and change like this isn't always welcomed with open arms, is it, by advisors? But I wonder then what you would see as the main opportunities for those advisors who are looking to adopt a new tailored investment solution for their clients uh, and also where you might see the risks.
1: Yeah, sure. So... Um... Yeah, thanks, Sue. Well, new regulation, uh, as I said before, it brings about change for people and change, as you say, isn't always welcome. But again, it's inevitable that new processes also bring an injection of new opportunity for people, whether that's an advisor on the distribution side of the regulation or an investment business like us on the manufacturing side. Um, So I think one of the first opportunities we'll see for the market in general, which is a great thing, is more innovation more evolution change uh, change in terms of the investment propositions that we create and manufacture them and send out to market also change in the way that advisors deliver those or can deliver those to their clients and ultimately that will all end up in the right client being invested in the right product or the right service um, and advisors have got a really tricky job of course because they've got to deal with the change of regulation, they've got to deal with new products and services that the manufacturers are bringing to market, but also they've got to deal with the ever-changing demographic um, out there and also the changing client needs. So we're all wanting things much quicker, much faster, um, all on, mm-hmm. on 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 mobile phones, on tablets in front of us, you know, the touch of a button. So they've got to balance that um, that as well. And ultimately, come back I said before, onto on the principle 12, all these things to be brought together to deliver a good outcome and personally I believe that a good outcome is one that meets a client's expectations and advisors have have long been experts in helping clients set and subsequently manage their expectations in terms of their financial plan but from our side from a manufacturer's side we are the ones um, or even if an advisor is running an in-house solution or they've outsourced it to an investment business we are the ones that are ultimately going to be helping to deliver that outcome to a client. So I think um, advisors are going to be looking to the market to innovate, to create new new products. I and mean, if, if, if I look at what, what we're doing over at, at Charlestown, we're constantly reviewing our proposition, both in terms of products and services, to make sure it meets the needs of the clients in the UK. Um, so we've got everything from the, the highly personalized, truly bespoke DFM services at the, at the top end of the client need spectrum, down to um, multi-asset and um, single fund solutions for different client needs. We're actually seeing a, a, a kind of middle ground be created almost between the truly bespoke, highly personalized DFM service and the MPS rump in the middle, where most of the money right now is is is, is being directed, whether that's to an in-house solution or to an outsource model. So yeah, I I think there'd be a lot of, innovation and evolution in the in that sort of middle ground, potentially between the MPS solutions and potentially the 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 um highly personalized, truly bespoke portfolios for clients.
0: Mm, interesting one. That and you mentioned there uh that Charles Stanley have been constantly reviewing your services. And I guess that there's a message there for advisors too, isn't it? That consumer duty isn't uh, it wasn't the end, the, the finish line back in July this year it was just the start and they have to constantly review and adapt what they do for the benefits of their clients yes but also for them as a business
1: of course yes yeah spot on so this is a big piece that I don't think many have missed I I, I think everyone understands truly understands that the implementation plans are to get us all to the start line but it's a the, the old saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint. These, mm-hmm. th- these plans, the business plans, strategy plans, these should be, and they are in many firms living, breathing documents that will also change and develop um, and, and, um, and, and evolve over time. So uh, yeah, we, we are seeing m- much more engagement from advisors that are, that are probing the questions to, to us, to manufacturers on, I've, I've got these changing client needs. Um, I've got these, the, these these clients that want something a little bit different, or um, I, I potentially need to look at something a little bit different. What What are you doing at Charles Stanley or a, a another investment business? What What are you doing to meet that need? Um, and it's a great it's, it's a great question. It's a great thing that we should all be in this industry. Should we pushing and challenging each other to you know, to constantly deliver products and services that meet the ever changing needs of clients in the future. Um, what 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 we have seen um, definitely, and this is actually before consumer duty, but has really gained a lot of momentum um, towards the middle part of this year, as consumer duty is being delivered, and and, and has their, uh, therefore been delivered after the thirty first of July, a lot of momentum has been gained around customization of solutions, mm-hmm. and that's not just to meet the needs of clients, but also to meet the needs of financial advisor businesses, so. We're we're seeing, we we released a a piece of research back in May this year, May 2023, and it was all around um, helping advisors understand how to outsource effectively to an investment partner if they choose to consider that route for their business, for their centralized investment proposition. And one interesting stat did say that advisors or 21% of advisors said they would look to increase the use of MPS solutions from DFMs. In the next 12 months and interesting th- in interestingly 13 percent of advisors said they would look to decrease their use of their own solutions so they would stop building their own investment portfolios and look to outsource to the market so i i guess this this theme of outsourcing isn't new it's not being driven by consumer duty the one thing we have seen so um is is more around can can we customise that solution more for an advisor than we have done in the past? It's not just an off the shelf MPS solution. Um, we might want to um, invest in certain sectors or put more of our asset allocation into a certain sector or a certain region. We might have a an OCF cap. Um, we might want to you know, blend a certain amount of passives with active solutions. What, whatever the the desire for that particular advisor business is, Charles Stanley or whomever please, can you consider and, and play back to us a proposal for a customised solution? That, that's, that's definitely gained, gained some momentum recently.
0: You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine.
1: Um, unfortunately, Don, we are running out of time pretty quickly here. But to sum up for today. What do you think advisors should be looking for in a wealth management partner? And could you give us your top tips maybe? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, f- first of all, you, you you have to work with someone that you trust. So I think ultimately that that relationship with not just with the salespeople, the distribution people of the business, but your relationship with the people that are in that asset management team, although, whether it's an, a, a portfolio manager or an investment manager on a bespoke case, building that. That, that trusted relationship with the investment business is is paramount that that's that's the one thing that can can be a differentiator so i'd encourage everyone to you know re- really um express an interest to meet the people who are actually making those decisions on the investment side and running the money for your clients i'm sure many advisors are doing this already um but that's, that, that that that's one thing that we've seen through due diligence and selection process it's it's very difficult to quantify how different your service is to other people. So, getting in there, meeting people—that's you know—that's that, that, thats the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is making sure you're really encouraging people to lift that bonnet on the the robust and repeatable process that that a discretionary fund manager or wealth manager is is, is offering to you. The the consumer duty has definitely um, lifted the veil on those processes and gone are the days when there's a lack of transparency in this industry. I think we should be all asking the really difficult questions of each other around what it is you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and when you're going to do it for my client, because I need to evidence to them that they are going to receive this good outcome that I've recommended to them, I've I've, I've ultimately promised to them. So build that trusted relationship, get to know the people that are managing the money, um, and secondly, you know, s- spend the time doing the detailed due diligence review on exactly what it is that investment partners are going to be doing for you and your clients.
0: Oh Tom thank you very much. That uh, that was that was really interesting and I think what you've done there is that you framed the situation really really well and that the message across to our listeners today is that this is something you absolutely need to get right now. Uh, there's no room for error and so hopefully some of the issues that Tom has has talked us through today will have just raised a few thoughts in your mind and if so then obviously it's good to follow those along. So Tom thank you very much for your time today, it's great to talk to you and uh, we hope you'll talk to us again on IFA Talk.
1: Thank you, Sue. And thank you, Brandon, as well. This is my very first podcast experience, actually. So thank you for being mm-hmm. kind with me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share some of my views and some of the views of Charles Stanley. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's not easy. Um, and I wish every IFA well on their endeavour to making the right decision for their centralised investment proposition. But yeah, thank you, Sue. And thank you, Brandon.
0: That's great. Thank you, Tom. And thanks to everyone for listening in again today. And we hope you'll join us next week for another edition of IFA Talk. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.